You're listening to Wake Up Our Faith, the weekly broadcast from Uprint Faith and Personal Development. Connect with us on the web at uprint.life. Hello and welcome back to the second segment of our show. This is Wake Up Our Faith in Business. We call it Faith in Business. We help you live out your faith where you spend the majority of your time. For most, that is in business. Matt Ham, Kevin Adams. We are the co-founders of Uprint, a faith and personal development organization based right here in Wilmington, walking with uh, individuals and organizations to really help them begin to uh, bring kind of the heaven into earth through their own genius. Uh, really fun stuff we're doing here, man. This is awesome. Yeah. Um, I want to encourage you guys to connect with us on the web, uprint.life, Y-O-U, P-R-I-N-T dot L-I-F-E. We would love to uh, to walk with you. But today, uh, Kev, we've been talking about the concept of chaos mm-hmm. and how easy it is to focus on the things around us circumstantially and the chaos of the world. Um, we've said in the previous segment that God doesn't land on chaos, mm-hmm. specifically applying this to business. So many business people and businesses function in a chaotic environment, mm-hmm. and I don't think even realize it and pause long enough to understand that you're, it's like you're trying to plant seeds in toxic soil. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, starting to step into sure. how, how we can begin to resolve that. Yeah, that's a good statement. Uh, is that a question? <laughs> <laughs> well, you, like uh, I think about when I think about chaos in that industry, or I mean in that sort of industrial mindset, I mean it can be in a business where you've got uh, spiritual poverty, you know, people are jockeying for position and you know, I had a, a, a boss that told me years ago, uh, all right, I was in sales hmm. and pretty good at it, but more good at it from just loving on people. Not There's nothing slick and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm kind of slow, deep, deep, right? Smart, but slow. <laughs> so I'm like uh, trying to figure this out. But what he would say was, all right, you know, he's a big burly dude and just, you know, called me honey. You know, it was like old country guy. <laughs> He says, uh, "You gotta, uh, you gotta get in debt, man. Go out and get in debt. Go get you a house and a nice car, and just jack your debt all up." And I'm impressionable, you know. I'm like 25, 26 years old, and listening, crap, because this dude's making a mint every year. And this is years ago, so money's a lot more valuable than. So I'm listening. So I did. I got in debt, and then I'm thinking. How the hell do I get out of this? Yeah. You know, <laughs> so it, 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 that is chaos. But it, 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 I had to learn the hard way. Uh, but the idea was getting debt, so you'll have the pressure, so you can strive, so you'll work hard, so yeah. you'll be a slave. I mean, there's no God in that. Yeah. And but yet that's a template for the world. And this was in the '90s. But it still exists in that environment. The other environment I was thinking of is, is you know, being a fireman or, or a fire person or whatever, yeah. uh, a paramedic even. Well, you're going into chaotic situations, but it is so much different because you're, you're, there's no, you are pouring who you are into that scenario to make it better. Amen. So being able to flip that around is, I'm just giving you two different sure. kind of scenarios where as a paramedic... These people are incredible, but they are so focused. They're used to seeing blood and guts and hurt. And, you know, if someone, a police or civil servant fire, I mean, they're going into burning buildings. And, 
but they're it, they understand why and who they are. Whereas you know the young Kevin yeah. didn't know anything. So okay, this guy's telling me how to make money. Kill yourself to get money. Yeah. So what I hear you saying is sometimes there are situations that are chaotic and chaos situations, right. and we get to bring light into right. it with our own genius, and that's where we can yeah. become problem solvers and you know help uh, accomplish tasks yes. the other side is we're actually creating chaos for ourselves yeah. that we were never intended to we're becoming part of the chaos and letting it rule over us you know yeah. don't be tossed about like the waves or be double-minded the appetites of the world we can throw all kind of scripture in that but the 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 thing is is we have to understand we as his children are redeemed the world is not mm-hmm. we live in the world but we're not of it. So where are we of? We're of there. So people have to gradually walk through that and begin to take that in. But once you begin to do that, then you realize I'm here in this chaos to conquer it and to to overcome it. Yes. And you do that, and you can do that fine-tuned, specific, all these beautiful brushstrokes. It's not just you know being a cool religious guy. It's like oh my gosh. My life is matters so much. Yeah. So, what I'm saying is, in those two examples, in a business climate, you know, during the week, what you're doing, whether you're saving lives out of a burning building, or you're in sales, uh-huh. um, you have to come from the right origin, which is from what God's telling you. You don't have to do it the way a tyrant teaches you. If you are there and you're and you're coming from the right place, you know you're gonna the waters will part. Yeah, you'll see your sales will go well. The 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 thing that I that I see here is that we as um, kingdom minded people, as believers in the marketplace, we actually have the opportunity to bring light and peace into the chaos. That's right. And and yet sometimes we choose to enter into it, right. and so we have to make that distinguish uh, that, that that distinction in our mind of listen. I am light and goodness and truth. I am the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness all the way down. I'm not going to enter into the chaos. I'm actually going to transform it. Mm -hmm. That's right. And that's why we're here. So when you think about, you know, we we talked about the 23rd Psalm earlier, but it's uh, you think about the, the valley of the shadow of death. Well, the chaotic world is depressing and, and it blocks light and all that. That's what shadows um, are a depiction of, blocked light. But we're not to, when we see that, we have to, to, to come from a different place so that we can take over. It's kind of like seeing your kid in trouble. You don't care about it. You're going to get on it and get, and get after it and go. We have to have that little bit of courage we have to know who we are. David wasn't just brave when he faced Goliath. He knew, he knew, knew, knew that, that he was meant to take over in that scenario. Mm-hmm. That's the only way you can do that. If it's just raw courage, you know, you might get through a moment, but you can't sustain that. Sure. So all I'm saying is when you fall down in the valley of chaos, 
you're, you're not meant to just weep and you know when you're walking through it you're meant to stand up and take it for Jesus yeah and you do that by being exactly who he made you to be so I was talking to um, someone earlier this week and and they they were talking about a work environment where the tensions were kind of high you know yeah. they were getting a lot of pressure from sure. someone and mm-hmm. you know the person was belittling them or this kind of thing and they were just right. calling me going man what do I do here you know yeah. how did this thing right and it, it reminds me so much of the years that I spent in that those environments yeah whether you got a customer mad at you you're arguing with a coworker right. or whatnot and, and what happens is is and I told him what it is that we teach is I said you you cannot enter number one is you can't let that stuff in here when someone your heart. absolutely right. you got to have the armor of God on you got to have the shield up the helmet on or whatnot yeah. and 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 don't enter into it man yeah. like you don't have to justify it it doesn't have authority over you don't if you don't in another way of practically saying it is you you don't let something into your heart means you don't allow yourself to feel the depth of that thing let's say a bill shows up in the mail and you're in trouble financially for a minute um, you we do have to acknowledge that's a bill and it needs to be paid, but you know, I used to go, oh no, and feel it. That's what guarding your heart means. You're not letting you're not letting that into this thing that belongs to God. And so, you know, yes, we need to guard our heart, and we can use the, all different language. But that is actually what's going on. You're not allowing yourself to feel that. Um, it doesn't mean you don't acknowledge it. You're not sure. burying your head. You're not throwing it under the couch. Right. You say, okay, I see it. Now what? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like I, people, sometimes they have difficult situations. And immediately my point is to them, look, okay, this sucks. Now that we recognize that this sucks, um, I'm listening to you. I'm your friend. God's listening to you. He's your best friend. Let's all agree it sucks. Now what? Now what? And it's, it's great because it helps you go, okay, I've got life beyond this. That yeah. thing's not going to have power over me. I'm still here, yeah. But you don't attach your heart to it anymore. Hmm. You say, okay. And this is where you begin to see God function and, and things happen because you're not making that on the throne of your heart anymore. Yeah. You're, you're, you're letting him be that. Mm-hmm. So you, you didn't matter what you see. Now you're walking by faith. Not by your five senses. Yeah. You know, it, it, this is this reminds me of um, when we first engaged, started engaging. You and I, um, I have a lot of my dad in me, and my dad has a lot of imitate my, him, man. Come my, on, <laughs> Derek. <laughs> <laughs> He's a great guy. Hey, uh, Love him to death. Dude. Hey, Kim. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, we need but, lots of those guys out there. But I got a lot of my dad in me, and he has a lot of his mom in him. So I got a lot I of my grandma you. in me. Yeah. And my grandma grew up on a farm, one of 13 kids, and there was a lot of that. Hey, man, come on, toughen up, tighten up. Hey, right. rub some dirt on it. Right. I mean, I remember growing up playing baseball. Yes. You'd catch a ball off your shoulder, and dad would say, rub <laughs> some dirt on it. You know. And, and again, there's definitely a place for that. Yeah, and, and so it's interesting, though. <laughs> It, it, and this is not to say that my dad is not empathetic, because I believe that my dad is He's and got can a good, be. Big heart in him, yeah. But, but I think that a lot of times I struggle with empathy. Mm. So when I'm in a one-to-one environment, like, and you're telling me, and, and you even challenged me on this a few years ago. You said, Matt, you need to learn to become more empathetic. You probably said it differently, but right. you, you know, this is a where area you need to grow in. Because I got a lot of like, hey man, come on, it'll be okay, you know. And I'm not actually feeling. Yeah, the the pain there. So, right. what's the difference between uh-huh. entering into chaos 
and being empathetic. Am I making sense? I think so. So, so I want to I want to distinguish the two because we are called to be empathetic. Well, there's yeah. Jesus, it, let me be real clear about this. Uh, and, and again, guys, this is stuff that I've lived out and walked through. I'm not preaching here, but we are not meant to be doormats. You know, the Bible calls it, do not cast your pearls to swine. Jesus says, if they don't receive you, dust your feet off. So how do you look at that? Is that based on bad behavior, good behavior? How do you call a doormat? Okay, we'll come back to that. The other side is, you are supposed to be, I see, God gave me this years ago. It's a picture, and it's a mat that says, welcome. Funny, it's a mat. Um, so what he showed me was, he said, Kevin, you're not the doormat. Pick the thing up, it says welcome on it, and hold it over your head. And I've always used that as a teaching tool to say the difference is Jesus was a welcome sign. That means how do you love your enemies? How do you bless people that you don't get along with? It means you don't internalize it. You don't take it in your heart. You do not give your time to people who aren't teachable, who are just wasting your time because your time belongs to God. So you're being a good steward when you say, I'm done. And we've seen that a few times. And I've had to take a hard stand on it. It hurts my heart a little bit. But I got too many people wanting my time and, and who are listening. Mm -hmm. So it's very tender and empathetic. It still hurts my heart for the people that, you know, I, it's just a, it's kind of a vomit session. And it's, a, it's just bad. All right. So there's a difference there. So you're using the word empathy. Empathy is someone who can't afford what we're doing. I'm going to give them my time anyway. I, I can't do it for everybody. But it's never about that. So the difference is being a welcome sign versus being a doormat. We are not meant to be doormats, ever. That's not Jesus. Jesus substituted everything, paid the whole price. Why did he do that? So we could live like him and be sons. The man, not the Savior. We're not a Savior. We're not. He did it. So when you think about this and put it in perspective, just see it as a doormat. Pick that sucker up and hold it over your head. It doesn't mean, you know, people all get mixed up with this stuff. It's very simple. We, we're not supposed to let Hitler take over America or conquer Europe. He tried. We need to kick his butt, and we did. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. That is being a doorman, just saying, oh, you know, uh, if you just let him do it. Right. So you stand up, but you let God lead all these things, and you live forward. So forward thinking, look for people that he brings. And I'm telling you, man, anytime when God brings somebody to you, oh, that yeah. means something. And But you're over here trying to pine away for sales and all that and stressing and you're not listening to him. You're getting chaotic. Yeah. And you're getting where you're being God to yourself and you think you're more merciful and you become a doormat because you will chase people around yeah. for a dollar. And I know because I did yeah, it. Yeah, what a great word. And, 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 you know, I got to a point where it was gone, and I said, I ain't doing this anymore, Yeah, ever. What a great word for business folks, because it's easy to, I want to serve the client. I want to serve the client. The I want client's to serve not always right. And the client's walked all over you. Right. You've become a doormat, right. which is not what we're called to be. Now, let me add this. It doesn't mean that you react mm. and you throw back on them. You're not joining them in their stress. You're leading. Yeah. So even if they treat you like a doormat, you're done. But but even then, you, you treat them with with love and respect, and uh, you never beat them up. And you're always in a posture of being like Jesus. You can be willing to give 
what they're unwilling to give. But there is a line. Yeah. There was a line for Jesus. And, you know, I get tired of hearing people say, well, Jesus preached in the temples and all this. And, you know, we kind of push back on the church bureaucracy, not people, not getting together, but just that bureaucratic thing. But listen, you know, Jesus went in and turned tables over. He wasn't always digging that bureaucracy. Yeah. So we're just trying to shine light on it. We're not better than anybody. But I get I get a little bit ticked about that. Yeah. Sometimes it's like, dude, we, we're we're barely surviving, making food. You know, eating every. I'm I'm kidding. We're doing okay. But you know what I'm saying? It, sure. It, it sometimes you just go. You know, we're just trying to help people. Yeah. Just jump in and give it a chance. Right. So, uh, anyway, that's a big old example, but yeah, I'm rambling. We're gonna take we're good. We're gonna take a quick break and we're gonna jump back in. Before we go, I want to recognize some of our corporate partners. Yes. Uh, one being the Rising Tide Team, full servant real estate team. Uh, Gene and Sherry Engel, as well as Mr. Matt Steiner. If you have any real estate needs, make sure you give them a call nine one zero six two zero seven one seven seven. Also, Melissa the Coach. Melissa's been tuning in today, commenting here. You can connect with her if needed. Uh, Melissa the Coach at gmail.com is an email or online. Melissa the Coach. Um, she's doing some minimalism things, some financial management, um, speaking as well. A lot of good stuff. She's actually going to share a testimony yeah. at our next Faith in Business. Well, she, she teaches you the skills, but she's got the right heart to yes. help you live from the right place. And that's that's why we have such a good relationship and uh, yeah. support each other. So. Amen. All about the heart. Guys, we got one more segment here on Faith in Business. We'll be back for more right after this. Hey, everybody. This is Matt Ham. Thanks so much for listening to our podcast, Faith in Business. If you're enjoying the show, we'd ask that you go on iTunes and leave a quick review so that other folks can see it and join us as well. Also, we host a monthly gathering called Faith in Business right here in Wilmington, North Carolina. If you're interested in attending that event or if you'd like to host a Faith in Business event in your city, email us at info at uprint.life. Hello and welcome back to Faith in Business, the second segment of our weekly broadcast where we help you live out your faith where you spend the majority of your time. You can catch us live streaming on Facebook, YouTube, as well as Twitter. Uh, Matt Ham, Kevin Adams. Uh, want to recognize our corporate partners for making this show possible, one of them being Freeman Landscaping. This is the largest privately owned landscaping and irrigation firm in eastern North Carolina, family owned and operated, 910-796-1166. Also, Physical Therapy Services of Wilmington, ptservicesofwilmington.com on the web, family owned and operated as well, uh, offices on 17th Street and at Porter's Neck, 910 910- 763-8286. And last but not least, the Honeycutt Group. This is an insurance brokerage company, um, full service, home auto, life, any insurance needs you have, 910-338-1773. Uh, guys, today's uh, show, we're talking about chaos, the idea of the world around us is crazy. Our businesses have demands. It's chaotic. We've got emotional situations with people, with employees, yeah. and it's just drama and chaos. And so every day we wake up, we can kind of enter into that chaos and let it get into our heart and keep us from being who we are, you know, or we can like, you know, Kevin said, that's being a doormat getting walked yeah. all over, right. or we can be a welcome sign yeah. and enter into bringing light and hope and encouragement into um, a dark place. Yeah. Yeah. You, it's, it's, it's a good way to look at the difference between being, uh, uh, wasting 
the, the, the resources and time and energy and, and gifts that God's given you, wasting your anointing versus not. But it doesn't look like logical uh, landscape. So, you know, when you start doing everything by your five senses, and that is your leader, then you're going to go for, you know, survival of the fittest. You're going to go for the dollar. If you're a preacher, you'll bend the narrative to the highest bidder. And we see it all over the place. So uh, I can ramble about it because I'm passionate about it, but at the same time, gently, it all comes down to people. And uh, in, in, in business, you know, think about it this way. How do you want to spend your day? How do you, you want to leave a good opinion of Jesus everywhere you go? Okay, well, that doesn't mean you got to, like, you know, not drink a beer or, you know, it, it, you not let the word fly once in a while. It, it doesn't mean it. Sure, don't do that if you feel led. But I'm saying relax. But here's the bigger thing in a business environment. If you're selling or putting out fires or whatever you do, uh, if you're doing any kind of business, babysitting, what you want to do is put God's will on display everywhere you go. And, and what does that look like? So we can talk about that. How do I put God's will on display where I, wherever I go? And that means being a vessel. But if you do that, your life will unfold to the benefit of others. And it will happen in your business and it will thrive. And, but if you get really sidetracked and start wondering how and how and how long, well, God's okay with the moment of complaint, but he's not okay with you adapting that as your religion. And that's what happens. He's got the how. Take it, plant a seed, don't stand over it and demand that it grows. Keep planting seeds or change your business. Yeah. You know, one or the other. Don't live in chaos. This, this, comes, mind. this comes back to that concept of excellence to me, which keeps coming up. And, you know, by definition, um, would you say that excellence and chaos are mutually exclusive? Um, I mean, meaning you can't, you can't be excellent and be chaotic kind of like light and dark or mutually yeah. exclusive but one sort of defines the other maybe yeah i mean you know you can look at light and say well the, the darkness always gathers around us so you know there, there's a point to that um you know I, I hear people saying yeah it's bad and it's the worst and and uh we were with some folks the other day great folks but they were going down that path and i'm like yeah but we win we win Yes. You know, let's stand on our victory. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, I mean, that's probably the case. I think rather than focus on the chaos, focus on uh, what God's doing through your life, and you want to bring that into a scenario, rather than focusing on, yes, it's insubordination if I don't go out and make sales, but God has to do that for me, or I have to become somebody I'm not. Mm. So, you know, there's a lot of people that are doing something they, they, they hate or they're not good at or, you know. And that's why it's chaotic? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like taking, you know, a perfect circle. And what do the Aussies say? It's become pear-shaped. Yeah, it's, it doesn't work, you know. Yeah. So you get a pair of tennis shoes and you wear them suckers out and then you go try to run five miles in them and your feet are going to hurt. So you, you, we need to understand the origin is what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Chaos is never going to necessarily go away, but we can bring uh, peace and, and light and a resolute excellence. We can innovate. We can change the environment. But not if we're living outside of God's will. 
not if right. we're not displaying his will. Right. Right. Going back to it. I mean, right. I, if we're living from our will or just yeah. doing something, that's his where... His will is not someone else's opinion. And I think that's where we get mixed up. Gotcha. If we have someone in power and authority or a boss, you know. Yeah. You have to understand what God's saying to you. Uh, while you work through that, and if it doesn't, if it's not a healthy situation, you need to go. Yeah, that's where you have to have the courage to, right. to make the move, that's right. and that's where you have to make a decision. And so, a lot of times, it, yeah. it, it comes down to me uh, with what I'm seeing a lot of is emotional centeredness. You know, mm-hmm. it, there's emotions aren't bad. We've said that before. Right. It requires emotion to understand the fruit of the spirit. Fruits of the spirit are built on emotion. Yeah, you can't throw it out. But but, but at the same time. You know, we have to understand that we are emotionally mature enough to not let our emotions drag us around. Well, let's take it to a different place. I agree, but it, it, the Bible doesn't say don't follow emotions. People think that. What it does say, if you really read it, it says do not be led by negative emotions, mm. fear and anger and all that. God doesn't limit you being joyful or peaceful, or patient. Follow that all day. So just to say, don't be led by emotions, is really, it's an off-course statement. The the caveat is negative emotions. Yeah, 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 that's right. You know, don't let your anger grow legs, because it will run off with the whole truth. You see it one way, and it's not actually that way, and then we join each other in stress. We, you know, you know the whole picture. So point is, is, uh, yes, we don't want to be led by things that aren't from God. And he is so good, he, re- he removes things that resist him. And we just need to let him do it. And in that, it will unfold to the benefit of others. That's putting his will on display, but it also means that uh, it may take a while for this to unfold or that, but we're letting him do that in a restful, joyful way. Mm-hmm. It's like child, you know, the kids in the minivan picture, uh, getting ready to make a bunch of graphics for all these things but there's two kids one's childlike and one's childish in the minivan they're going to disney and they they're basically saying the same thing on the surface like zachariah and mary when the angel spoke to them it sounds the same but childlike is saying is there's exuberance and excitement and a sense of adventure there's, there's that heart. Yeah. Are he we may, there yet? Yeah, are we there yet? When are we going to get there? I'm yeah. excited. Yes. Oh, i got to go to the bathroom. <laughs> can, we, can we stop it? I want to go there. And then the other guy's going, or gal, or whoever's going, how long is this going to take? When are we going to get there? Are we there I yet? i got to go to the bathroom. You know, you can hear the spirit of complaint. Yes. Underneath it, even though on the surface it's like salt and sugar, they look the same. They look the same. I love that. So, anyway. Well, yeah. and that's and that's where as we carry that into business, the kind of heart that we bring into the situation. Yes. We either one enters into the chaos and yeah. the demands of our circumstances, one is being light and yeah. entering into kind of the demands of faith. So yes, an example would be to 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 flip that in baby steps, get a first down, you go and you treat somebody like world champion at something. Mm-hmm. In your office or in that environment, if you instead of fretting over, man, I got all, the, I got to make my goals, or I got to get this done, or look at the stacks of stuff, you can acknowledge that because it, it's there. Sure, but you you say, what can I do? Mm-hmm. I can buy somebody a cup of coffee. I can tell somebody what a what a great smile you have, or uh, listen to them for a minute. Let them pour something out. 
you can start there. You know, I, well, that's selling or whatever in the very, very brushstroke, nuanced moment of the day. It's about people, not all this surrounding architecture. Well, I love the concept there. As you enter into business, you get caught up in the chaos, the demands, the responsibilities, the, the protocols, the procedures, the processes, the um, validation schedules, yeah. the quotas, and all this kind of stuff. You forget the importance of investing in people. That's right. And that's where, that's how you can really begin to um, bring excellence into what you do because we are, are going to have quotas and demands and there's yep. bills to pay and there's timelines and there's all this kind of stuff. Right. The difference is the heart and that's how you make people feel and how you begin to treat them. Yeah. Well, and, and you can always look at it like, you know, what's Jesus wearing these days? Well, he's wearing our clothes because he lives through us into that environment. He's not here physically. He's in us and we can release him and we don't have to go and try to be like him. Just release him into that environment. But th that's small things. But it's amazing when people know that you truly care and you take a minute to share that with people, they see past all these worldly agendas and all this stuff that yeah. they're gunked up with. They actually get to see Jesus in action and you're giving them a spiritual hug and you mean it. Yeah. And that is so rare in that environment because everybody's jacked up on all chaos. Be like Jesus just in a little places and you'll start to see the environment change. You take that valley for him and your sales and your success and all that, it all begins to uh, flourish through that environment. And, uh, and if you're not supposed to be in that environment, then, uh, you know, prayerfully, God will, will, will prepare you through that. Well, he'll lead you out. And then lead you out. So he's got it, in other words. You go into that to bring him into it rather than, I got to make all this happen. You can't make all that happen. And you can do so much with skill and talent and effort. And I was able to do that. But even with some phone calls and a bad economy, it's gone. You see, yeah, it's a different world. You go in there, you do the things that matter eternally and start small and the rest will fall in place. Would you say that the birthplace, one of the birthplaces of beginning to hear the voice of God, we talk about that a lot, you know, hear the voice of God. Yeah. And you're around two camps of people. Some people go, well, I hear God all the time. Right. And it's familiar to them. And then some folks are, I've never yeah. heard God. Right. Would you say that it's, it's the birthplace of maybe hearing from the Lord is beginning to imitate Him? Not from a striving standpoint, but once you begin to imitate God and be like Him in the earth, that, that that is a pathway to begin to encounter his voice? Yeah, I do. I think uh, I think of it as, as a conduit, an electrical current goes through it. Uh, a branch, uh, you know, the fruit comes through it. Uh, children, uh, they're a gift from God uh, and a blessing, but they we don't produce them. Even, you know, a lady doesn't produce a kid. A, a, a lady... A, a, is bears that fruit and uh, God even calls it the fruit of the womb and the fruit of our loins and it, you know it's kind of we can get graphic with it but it's it's meant to, we are meant to bear so the only way to do that is to begin to um, um, adapt that and, and and be affectionate toward him and 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 just conduct that yeah. we can do that he wants to do that through us 
So you got to clear the deck. You got to clear everything, strongholds, all that stuff that we walk through life and get on us. But then you can dream and you start dreaming and you start to understand what he's saying. So it's kind of, I call it hide and seek where, but he's just hiding just out of sight and you're a little kid and you, and you count ready or not, here I come. And then you see his feet sticking out from behind the curtain and you go get him and he's not mad. He's like, all right, yeah, let's go. great job, let's do it again. So there's a ratchet to it and a growing of our faith and we retract a little, but we always net gain. So all I'm saying is yes, to, to grab hold of his voice um, is is almost to just yield to it because mm-hmm. he's always there and present. Yeah. Well, I think it's a it's a great way to kind of wrap up today is is because where he leads, there is no risk. That's right. You know, um, he doesn't land on chaos. Right. And so as we yield yeah. and focus our attention on him, he speaks, and yeah. that's how the the, the dynamic begins right. to unfold. And we get to be that conduit here in the earth. And you start your day making a spiritual investment. It doesn't have to be some big old two-hour Bible study, but you start just simply by saying, you know, Lord, uh, you're, I know that you're in me. Take over, and I'm going to follow. And, and, you, and you, you choose joy, and you walk into it with excitement, and uh, no matter what's going on around you, and, and you'll see it, a victory. Yeah. You know, I, I, there's a lot more, but yeah, well, there's but pl- we get to choose it. In other words, you don't have to wait for it. Hope isn't deferred by God. Right. Choose it. Amen. Amen. Well, gang, we'd love to walk with any of you further if you'd like to, deeper. Uh, We've got an incredible one-to-one dynamic with our mentoring through the Life Center. Uh, If any of you are interested, you can go on uprint.life, schedule a discovery call to see if it's right for you. If you're facing or navigating any challenges, whether it be in your faith walk, your business, your marriage, if you're looking for executive style coaching, whatever. I mean, that's what we do. We would love to walk with you guys more fully. Feel free to reach out. Again, you can connect with us on the web, uprint.life. Other than that, we're here every Wednesday, every week. You can check out the podcast as well as the YouTube channel and uh, would love to uh, to navigate it with you. So Kev, uh, good day, man. Fantastic yeah. stuff. Yeah. Anything else? Thanks for tuning in and listening. Hopefully yeah. it's... Uh, you know something something's helpful in that yeah but, uh, well it certainly is we appreciate the, you guys the feedback's been great thank you guys so much uh stay tuned a lot more to come we will see you next week bye